Dark greetings. Dark greetings. Dark greetings, everyone. <laughs> dark greetings, everyone. Hey, all right. So uh, let's go ahead and get started uh, right away with part two. I have some corrections. So I was uh, I made a lot of errors when I was talking about impact in the last show um, yeah, about slam anniversary. Yeah, slam anniversary. So let let me uh, let's take care of those right now. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns won their match. Uh, um, and then uh, the other thing that I said it was Moose versus Tommy Dreamer, and they were it was for that old TNA belt that doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> and that was like a hardcore match I think. Um, other than that, oh, there's one thing at the end that I missed. Um, it was a five-way match for the for the belt, and uh, Eddie Edwards won. I don't, I, I haven't, I don't know who this guy is, right? Uh, so I don't yeah. know much about him. But he won the belt, and um, somebody came out to to you know to beat him down. One of the partners of the guy that was in the five-way match, and uh, um, the Good Brothers came out to help. So that was how the Good Brothers uh, came out. Apparently, there with Eddie Edwards. They're going to be this one that in there in this uh, looks like their first run. They'll be baby faces, which is a different thing, right? They're they're usually heels, so we'll see how that works. Um, and then he, I, it ended with a promo for EC3. It looks like EC3 will be side with Impact again and probably going for the belt on a title run. Um, there was another match that we didn't talk about. I didn't talk about, but it was Willie Mack versus um, Chris Bay, I think is his name, for the X Division belt. And I don't know who Chris Bay is. Um, of course, I know who Willie Mack is from Lucha Underground. Uh, he was an awesome guy. Uh, but Chris Bay won. And then in the, the Shamrock tagged with Sammy Callahan against the North. Have you seen the North? The North one has just lost it against the uh, Machine Guns. Yeah, so so re- on the last episode of Impact after the um, Slammiversary or whatever, yeah, North just lost the Motor City Machine Guns, which is kind of weird, but I've never seen them wrestle. I don't know who they are. Um, no, don't really know them either. That seemed pretty good. That's about it. Well, it's kind of weird. I guess the – I don't know what happened to Chris Saban, but I know Alex Shelley, he wrestled in New Japan um, when he left. When he left when, you know, when TNA kind of – when he left TNA, he went to New Japan. He was there for a while. He was a pretty good guy um, uh, over there. But I don't know what happened to Chris Saban, but it looks like they're back together. and They gave him the belt right away, so that's um, that's pretty interesting, I think. I think their TNA is is putting a lot of bets on on um, you know on what they're going to do in the future, uh, which seems pretty good because it, it always seems like they're going to be just an afterthought. Um, but they it looks like they spent some money. They got some good talent, um, and that women's match between uh, Jordan Grace and, and Deanna Perrazzo is being heralded. I haven't watched it. Uh, I've seen some of the highlights, but it's being like heralded as on par with with the the great rest women's wrestling matches like uh, WWE is putting on. So 
that's that's pretty scary. That uh, that means AEW is going to be a little bit better, right, in the women's division. If if they're putting on great matches, yeah. Like, uh, like- I mean, true. It's kind of sad to say AEW probably has the weakest division, but I mean, it's tough now because there's like everyone, there's people that are hurt in AEW, the people that can't make it. There's just like yeah. a lot of stuff. But I mean, the guys of that tag team thing is going to be pretty cool for the women. Yeah. So that let's get let's get talking to that. Uh, well, first I want to go into some stuff, and then we'll talk about AEW because I think most of this. Uh, this is going to be like this is the part two of kind of the what we started talking, but we'll end up talking a lot about AEW because that's um, the thing that we both watch and really what we both enjoy and want to talk about. So uh, let's start um, first by uh, by going over the the WWE stuff real quick. Um, uh, the one thing that I want to talk about is the the whole eye for an eye match. I don't know if you saw the saw that between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's probably what, Rey had a fake eye or something? <laughs> so like, like a yeah. lot of legitimately lost his eye in the match? Yeah, yeah. And so that was a stipulation. It, it'd be different, right? It was different when they did it the first time when they, he put his head against the steps, right? Yeah. But that was the actual stipulation of this match, an eye for an eye. The only way to win is to pop somebody's eye out of their sock. That was advertised. I I I don't understand this man, and there's a lot of speculation because I don't think Rey Mysterio has signed his contract. I don't think he's re-signed with WWE. That's what everybody's saying. Everybody's still saying that he's going to sign again. I mean, WWE is probably going to offer him some crazy money with a few dates. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to sign because he wants his son to be like wrestling too. So. Yeah, his son's there and his son's doing things. I'm pretty sure. Like, it's, it's probably an afterthought that that he's gonna he's gonna sign back with WWE. But still, um, this this is like a the same old song and dance for Rey Mysterio. Whenever his contracts come up, WWE just jobs him out um, and kind of crushes him. So, uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure he's gonna sign. I just thought that was that warranted talking about. That's how ridiculous I found it. I, they they really and not that's not taking anything away from Mysterio or Seth Rollins. I mean, I'm not a huge Seth Rollins fan, but you know they are they are mainstays and headliners. But you put them at like almost a lose situation when you're talking about an eye for an eye and someone's going to lose an eye tonight. I, I don't know really what what the point of that was. I think they could have done so much more. Maybe from here, you know, like you said, Rey Mysterio's son Dominic comes in because he has already made some. Uh, promos. There's cut some promos before this, so maybe he comes in and they have a little feud, and that's his introduction. So uh, maybe that's WWE's plan. If it is, it's fine. But I just think they couldn't come out of that match looking good. Um, the other one that I wanted to talk about is is the uh, Swamp match. I saw a little bit of what went on there between Bray and uh, Braun Strowman. It looks like Alexa Bliss. They use Alexa Bliss to cosplay Sister Abigail. Uh, they did. It was. It was another one of those movie shot type matches. Yeah, it seemed kind of weird. I mean, it looked cool, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's all a bit with Bliss that made kind of no sense almost. And yeah, I, I really don't know what they're gonna do. Honestly, honestly, this. 
this is like what, like three years too late, right? You had you had Bray Wyatt, head of the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family were doing awesome things. Uh, you had the chance to bring in Sister Abigail. You, you had the chance to do a lot of these things, like when they when the Wyatt family was really gone. Uh, and now it just seems like Debbie's like, oh, okay, that was a great idea, Bray. We're gonna do matches, um, like uh, like the Hardy like Hardys do. You know what I mean? Like Matt Hardy does. Um, we're gonna do those types of matches. We're gonna let you go, but we're gonna do them every pay per view. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about because Bray? Bray Wyatt is one of my favorite wrestlers, um, hands down, since since he debuted as Bray Wyatt. I, I didn't watch him before, but since he debuted as Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family, the fiend, the eater of worlds, this whole, this whole deal, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his promos. I'm a fan of his ring work. I'm just a fan of Bray Wyatt. What do you feel about this whole <sighs> multiple Bray Wyatt personality thing that they're doing now, where he's the fiend or he's he's Bray or he's uh, whatever the muscle guy or whatever the hell it is. Like he's, he's almost doing different personalities. To me, it's kind of a rip off of the Hardy of what Matt's doing. What do you think about it? Yeah. I don't know. Matt's kind of its own thing differently. I like Bray's stuff. I think he's like the only thing really few things in daily that are going good with consistently. I mean, they can't really have him lose anymore, but I think at the end of that swamp match, the fiend came out, but, like that's the end of the like the ending of that was that, and I think I mean it wasn't even a match it was just like a fight so like he's still good the Fiend stuff's good it's just it's kind of hard he lost to Goldberg and that was stupid so yeah they yeah, really wanted Goldberg versus Roman and that didn't even happen <laughs> yeah it's it's WWE is really is really something else, man. I mean, they got some good stuff. They got pretty much all the talent in the world they could they could want, right? And they pay them uh, to stay and and do things, but they really dropped the ball and and on storylines. I think um, for the most part, uh, I like what they're doing with the women. Of course, they're they've got the best women division, uh, but I like what they're doing with Sasha and Bailey together against the Kabuki Warriors, and then. For some reason, Sasha had the belt. I, I really don't know, but it, for it some reason, after, well, for for whatever reason, right? Uh, Sasha had the champ. It was the champ of whatever promotion. Bailey was the champ, and then they were both tag team champs. And and now it seems like it's going to be Carrie Sane versus Oscar for the belt, right? Because they've settled they settled that whole belt thing out. Uh. I, I liked it because it, it, it was, you know, a team against a team, but I don't, like, like you said, it didn't make any sense, but I'm not really watching the product to, for it to make sense at all anyway for me, right? I just like that they're, uh, they're well, using I mean, the belts. And- apparently, everyone's talking about Kari Seen leaving, like she's about to be done with WWE. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so Kari Seen just beat Bailey for the first time, like, ever, like, just just a regular match. I think she's yeah. about to be exiting uh, WWE. I don't know what she's going to do. I'm not sure she's still wrestler or not, but that's kind of what the rumor is right now with that. And Sasha has the belt just because it's it's still Oscars. It doesn't make any sense. Um, ba- uh, during the match, Bailey went in the ring, put on the referee shirt, and pinned one, two, three for Sasha, and she took the belt. That's what happened there. Yeah, but I, but I kind of like that, right? Because underhanded shit. I, I like Sasha and Bailey as heels. 
Um, well, it's just like it's been. My problem is it's been like this for a long, long time. Them two, and it, the that's build true. was for them. The build was them to to fight each other, but it's been going on so long. Dude, Bailey had the had the belt problem for how long? Like it's been years already, and she's and done she hasn't literally really defended it, right? Yeah, she hasn't done nothing with it. Like I don't know, I'm just bored of it. I'm bored of them. I'm still a Sasha guy, but like she, I don't know what they just what they're doing. It just is just it's run past its its fun. Right, I got you. And I think I, I heard that around about Carrie saying leaving because I think she was the one that wanted to go back to Japan. Uh, it was. Because it was either her or Shirai. But Shirai was doing Shirai. some good stuff. Yeah, Shirai was, I think, wanted to talk and stuff, but then they gave her the belt, I think, and then... So, I don't know. Gotcha. All right, so that's... Well, since you're a, um Undisputed Error, Mark, uh, what do you think about Keith Lee winning, going over? Uh, that's cool. I mean, he deserves it. It's a big guy. It's a good story. He's a big guy. He's a good wrestler. Uh, he does crazy stuff. And Adam Cole, it, realistically, Adam Cole's had that belt a long time. Yeah, he had the uh, belt for, I know he had long, he had like 400-something days, I think. Does he have the record with it? Um, I think he does. Okay. And he deserves it too, right? And plus he has a faction with him. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, they're still, still going, so that's good at least. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's transition over um, to AEW. You mentioned earlier. Let's let's talk about the the women's tag, uh, the women's tag tournament they plan on doing. They're not belts. A lot of people are saying they're 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 releasing the belts right now, but there's no belts yet. There's no belts planned right now for women's tag teams, women's tag champs. This is just a cup. So it's a uh, the deadly draw. I think they're calling it. Uh, I, I really like it. You said well, we both talked before. You said you liked it, but I really do like this one because what we mentioned that they don't have a strong women's division. They, they have a they have a decent women's division, and yes, they have people overseas. They have people that are hurt or COVID's going crazy right now. But this is a good way to showcase multiple teams, multiple talent. It doesn't put them one on one, you know what I mean? So they can, if they pair them off right, you're going to have two skilled people against each other. And then, and then the best case scenario, four skilled people, but more than likely, it's going to be two skilled workers and you're going to have some talent that can, can go too. So that workers can make the other people look good. You don't have to be a spotlight of one on one. Uh, so I think it's going to do really good for AEW. Um, what do you think? No, I think it'd be good. It's a good idea. I mean, the total women's thing's been kind of boring of lately. I mean, I mean, the champs cheetah favorite, so she's number one. That's great. I mean, it yeah, sucks because you know the role model can't wrestle, but she just does promos, which is nice. I yeah. want to see Rebel wrestle. I mean, that's probably what the plan is. I mean, I just hope these tag teams aren't like just. I hope they, I just hope there ain't jobbers in there. You know, like two tag team jobbers, like just to put the dark people in there. Like I really hope that's not it. It should yeah, be 16, that- 16 women that, like, are established, you know them, and uh, need to hear on it. Well, there's there's going to be jobbers there. I mean, we know that. They're going to fill jobbers. What I, what, I'm, what I hope they do is don't go with the teams that you think 
you know what I mean? That, that we would kind of say, okay, yeah, they them two together would make sense. I think they should do some of that, but also make teams that don't make sense and have some kind of cl- not clashes within the teams, but you know what I mean? Clashes in styles, uh, put a jobber with, with a, with a big person, uh, let them shine. Cause really you can let you can make anybody shine in the ring. If you have a good worker, um, you know, uh, so yeah, I think I, I would like to see Rebel wrestle as well. She is a wrestler. She she looks a little bit bigger than what she was, because uh, she wrestled in San Antonio for a promotion here. But and she wrestled for TNA. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard she was in TNA. I don't remember her. Apparently, I heard she's not even that good at wrestling. But I don't know. Can't it, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't when we were watching, for sure. And you were watching longer than me. And it wasn't when you were watching. But either way, uh, but. Even so, that dynamic is good, right? She doesn't need to be a good wrestler with what she's doing. And Britt Baker, we already know she's much better as a heel, like 10 times better as a heel than she is a babyface. So having her be a heel and do heel things, it it would would work. Uh, I'm kind of – I'm a little leery on – Putting her with Big Swole. Not that Big Swole's bad uh, or a bad wrestler because she's good and one of the better ones. But I think it it has a has a possibility to, to become kind of forgettable. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just trying to, I don't know, they're trying to build on the match, I guess. I guess that's the first match she's gonna come back to. Whenever yeah, she comes back to. And they, they started this rivalry a long time ago, and the promos were good. Uh, but I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you think about? Let's let's go over a couple things, and we'll go over last night's dynamite. What did you think about uh, Vicky Guerrero coming to work? Uh, it was all right. I mean, I don't know. I just I'm not gonna say I'm like I'm a big fan. She's cool and all, but like it's like I'm like I really don't want to get these people have been in the just doing stuff for so long, like, it's done. Like, they're done. Like, they were tired. Like, just ended already, you know? Don't come back. And, and with Nyla Rose, it's just a weird combo. Like, Vicky's the comedy relief, and then and then Nyla is supposed to be his beast. So it's just, I don't know. Well, I it's think okay. this is... Yeah, I, I was kind of... I'm kind of weary or leery about it, too, but I don't think it's a bad move because, especially Vicky, depending... They they've surprised AEW surprised me and AEW has also used people right right I mean they they like, I, like we said it last time not everything they do is gold but they do a lot of things right and a lot of things that they work through kind of have a good payoff I think this might be one of those things that has a good payoff um it it adds a little bit of a different dimension Nyla Rose but I I obviously I, I dislike Nyla Rose only because. Uh, style and and they're, they're building up as a beast, right? She's she really went through everybody. I mean, they did a good thing with Riho and and then and go with her, and then obviously Sheeta has the belt now, which was that was a great match. But we'll see how that plays out. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about Dynamite last night, uh, and then we'll we'll kind of end the show. This will be just a little real quick wrestling podcast. Um, so Dynamite last night started off with uh, Cody and Eddie Kingston 
and we were we mean you were texting back and forth and i asked who's this guy but then i remember he did he worked for nwa he came out with homicide i'd never seen him wrestle before but i know he came out with homicide and they had this kind of gangster thing right uh wherever he's from i i don't know where he's from i think maybe bronx new york whatever he's from uh and you and he he doesn't have when you first look at him like oh this guy doesn't even look like a wrestler right he cut a good promo he really he went after arn he went after cody and that match was great man it was a hard match they were hitting each other they were beating the shit out of each other um no disqualification they brought tax um they brought everything they could bring and it was a great match so what do you talk a little bit about that match and what you thought of it? No, I thought it was really awesome. He pulled, he made it good. It made, it made it much better with the no EQ and with the promo in front of it, kind of pissed off Cody and they were like, they were really going at it. So that was the cool, best part of it. Cody went yeah, to attack. I mean, come on. Some of those shots, man, like the forearm shots that he was kitting Cody with yeah. and, and uh, the chops for sure. Cody was, he was making faces after he got hit with those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were, they, it looked like they went and said, we're going to have the best match we can. And they did. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. so if, if Eddie Kingston signs with AEW, which I hope he does, because it was a no brainer. Hopefully they, they do it and they use him correctly. Uh, but if he signs with, with, with AEW, dude, you kind of have to count that as, probably one of the best debuts in AEW because it, it's better than, than Ricky Starks. And we'll talk about him a little bit later, but it's better than when he came out. Um, Brody Lee came out. Of course he was, he was who he is. He beat the crap out of people. Uh, Lance Archer came out. He beat the crap out of people. This was a different kind of debut, man. Like he showcased what he can do. He, he still put Cody over. He went over. He didn't really, to me, of course, we knew he was going to lose the match because he's not going to get the belt. But, dude, that was like best-case scenario. No, it was it was really good. I mean, I'm pretty sure they – I think they will sign him. I mean, he's not really like like the – they're not. he's not really in-ring like high flyer or nothing like that. But, like, he can still do some moves, and I'm sure they'll probably put him with somebody. I doubt the yeah. Cuban will. But he can do promos. So, I mean, the promo stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So hopefully that's working out. Um, uh, I don't remember the second match, so we're probably not going to go in order here. Uh, we'll just talk about things that happened on Dynamite. Uh, let's go ahead and get the Ivelisse Diamante match out of the way. Um, it wasn't. It was the worst match of the card. I was expecting more out of Ivelisse. I don't know if where she's been wrestling and if she's been wrestling. Uh, she looks a little bit different than when I remember her in Lucha Underground. Uh, and Diamante went over, which I guess they see things in her. Uh, Diamante was one, the one she was the female with LAX. I don't know if you know that uh, with Conan and obviously pride, uh, pride and powerful. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Cause I saw her like her get up was kind of said LAX on the side almost. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. obviously she's been around and Conan's really liked her. So she can go a little bit. They haven't used her very well, but you could tell what they're doing here is like, okay, we need an opponent for Sheeta. Uh, so next week, I think they announced Diamante versus Sheeta, and I think they said it's not for the belt. So I don't really know. Uh, again, I think they're kind of scrounging for stuff for the women with the women's division. Besides this, this 
the announcement of the tag tournament. Yeah. Uh, did you have any thoughts about that match? I, I liked how it started. Ivelisse, you know, started out hot, saying everybody wants to be Ivelisse, beat the crap out of Diamante a little bit. But it really yeah. it was a it was a subpar match in my eyes. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I don't know what they're trying. I mean, it's just the start of something, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're gonna build Dam- Diamante. I don't even know if Evelyn's signed. I'm not sure they're signed really, but I mean, they, it was all right. They're just short. <laughs> just Jordan really can't do a whole lot right now. Yeah, for a single. I'm hoping Evelyn gets another shot um, to show what she can do because man, in Lucha Underground, she was great. I get, uh, you know, she was really great. Uh, so let's let's talk about. Um, let's see what we're we gonna talk about next. Let's talk about. The what else happened on, on Dynamite there? Besides the um, oh, uh, so, let's talk about let's talk about Brian Cage and Taz cutting his promo. Oh yeah, God, they killed so Darby. Let's yeah, we'll we'll get to there. Let's rewind though. What do you feel about Taz throwing in the towel? It was good, I guess. I mean. Keeps Brian Cage from tapping out or losing, I guess. It does, right? You yeah. couldn't have Brian Cage lose because I, I think they made a mistake having Archer lose the way he did and bringing him in the way he did. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think they might have learned a little bit um, with having Cage. You can't beat Cage after bringing him in like that. Not like, not you know what I mean? Like just beat him. Yeah. And you need an opponent for Mox. Uh, because I think they're going to build. They're trying to – you can tell people, companies, but especially you can tell AEW, they're trying to give people great matches and, and, and people what people want to see. But you can also tell them that they're trying to wait for the big storyline so they can have crowds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, But let's get – so Darby comes out. He wants to start shit, which, man, Darby, kid's got a death wish, you know. But so he comes out. And Ricky Starks beats, knocks the shit out of him from the back. Like, it was and so, uh, he just fell down. Like, and I was just he, like, he, like, he fell down limp. Taz, so I watched the uh, the after show or whatever with Taz, Excalibur, and, and JR. I will get into that a little bit later. But I watched that, and Taz was laughing about it. <laughs> Taz was still in his, you know, he's still cutting the promo in this after the show shit. But anyway, Darby heads goes head, f- head first into the f- top rope, I guess, and crumples like he falls. And you can see kind of Starks holding his head. And I don't know if you caught this, but you, you can kind of see it because he doesn't go right away hitting him. He holds his head and looks at him. And he's like, okay. And then he starts hitting him a little bit. Dude, but then Brian Cage beats the shit out of him. So if he did get knocked out, he woke up real quick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, what do you think about Starks and and Taz and uh, Cage? And then, what do you think about Mox coming to make the save, and then Mox and Darby kind of making a team? Yeah, it's cool. Just I think it's just killing time. That's what I feel like. What they're trying to do, um, like Starks and Brian Cage. I mean. I guess. I mean, I hope it's not like a faction, but I feel like it's just going to be a tag team thing. Yeah, Maybe. I don't think it's I hope it's not a faction, too. I hope Taz doesn't have its faction. Uh, but 
I think it's it as an element. It puts Starks over because I Starks is new to me. I didn't watch him in NWA, so I don't know most of his work. He's good. I've seen some of his matches. I've seen all his matches on Dark and what stuff they're doing with him. So I know he's good. Uh, Cage, we already know what he can do. Um, so it's a good way to give him the rub. But I also like the fact that AEW found a way to put the two loners together, helping each other. You know what I mean? They got they got Darby Allen, who was super loner, didn't want nobody's help. Uh, of course, he, he tagged with Cody a little bit, but still. And then Mox, who nobody came to make his save. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to come help him. And they put those two together to kind of watch each other's back. So I think that was pretty smart, actually. Yeah. So let's go. Uh, let's go to like well, the probably one of the highlights. Britt Baker cut a good promo. I liked what she did, but one of the highlights of the whole show was freaking Lance Archer, man, destroying, <laughs> destroying yeah, that, people. That was pretty cool. He's like threw him around, threw him through the damn ceiling, like just that was hilarious. That dude went so high. Now. Do you think that that was supposed to happen? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, and I kind of do too. But still, it was unexpected, right? It was like a movie. The dude went just <laughs> went so high, went through the roof, came down, and I like what still, Jake he, he still beat him up. I still beat him up after that. Still beat him up after that. Yeah, I didn't like his promo because I didn't. I couldn't understand what he said. I don't even know what the hell he said. He was just grunting and, and kind of just growling. Yeah, on the- he, he keeps saying like it's no one is safe or I'll do I'll do it to anyone. I don't know. Yeah, but he I couldn't understand him. But I like <laughs> I like what uh what Jake does during these promos is when Alex is, says, "Hey, uh, can I talk to you?" He's like, "Oh, you got something to say for you?" And then uh, walking out, he's like, "I told you." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Jake doing good stuff and and, and well they're to me, that was a good – they're doing a good redeeming thing with Archer there because they, they beat him. They put him against Janela. Uh, he's still winning, but this was a good way to showcase, hey, this dude's still – you don't want to mess with this dude. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. Um, so what do you think of – first of all, Jurassic Express – and uh, Hager and Jericho was such a better match than I thought it was going to be. I was not looking forward to it. You know what I mean? Because I've seen we've seen Dry Express a lot, uh, and to to some point with Hager and Jericho a lot because we know what they can do. But dude, the match was great. They there was hard hitting when it was hard when it needed to be hard hitting. Uh, Jungle Boy was great. Jericho sold for him. You know what I mean? He sold great. So that, that match really surprised me. It was a great match. Jimmy, it was good. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, 
Like, I knew it was going to be good. I mean, I just want to know how it was going to end. Yeah, and it ended good to me. It ended beautifully. Yeah. And, yeah, because – so – and that's a good thing AEW did. We can talk about that now. Um, AEW – Serpentico has always been side, you know what I mean, on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a dark wrestler. Maybe he's a job or whatever he is. He's always been on the sidelines. So he, he's you're used to seeing him there. So when he comes, uh, his uh, jungle boy, I guess, or no, he had a, what's his name? Luke Soros with the bat. Uh, and then I start thinking, like right away, I'm thinking, like, oh man, he doesn't fit with the dark, with the, with the, the inner circle. They're just trying to find a spot for Sammy, I guess, but he doesn't fit with them. And you can tell the inner circles kind of played it off. Like they're like, Oh, what the hell's this guy doing? Yeah. But right. But after, you know, he had that extended spot. I was like, dude, that's Sammy. And for sure enough, dude, it was Guevara. So yeah. AW... No. Yeah. For some reason I, I didn't, like, I should have like, it should have hit me like when you saw him. But I was just yeah. like, what are, yeah, what are you doing with Certipco like, or whatever that his name is? And I'm like, uh, they're building him up or something? But yeah, yeah. Like, once he stood there, I was like, what? what? No, that's the, oh, look at him. this has to be Sammy. It has to be Sammy. You know? Yeah, for sure, right? At first, you're like, man, that kind of sucks. He's not that good. I don't really like, I don't really like Serpentico. I mean, he's he's not bad, but I'm like, he doesn't fit with the inner circle. You're, this is the main event. You're putting him in a good spot. But then I'm like, oh, hell. If they did this, then AEW did something really good. And they did, dude. Sammy, it was Sammy. The, Sammy's back. That was perfect. Sammy's back. He he won the match for him. The inner circle popped. Everybody's good to go. And so the, the main event, I don't know if it's the main event for next week, but next week's match is uh, the whole of inner circle versus the best friends and Jurassic Express. Uh, yeah, that'll be good. Five on five, man. That's going to be good. That's going to be insane. And so we missed a match here, and we probably missed a couple matches, but I don't know how I forgot that. What did you think about the false count anywhere, dude? Oh, that was a great match. That was a really good match. I like – I don't like. I absolutely love that Butcher and the Blade are showcasing what they can do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The first came out – they had a crazy look, of course, and blah, blah, blah. And they came out to go after Cody. And they were losing. Right? They were they were losing over the baby. And they still lose. But, dude, the matches they're putting on, the, the, the matches, the match that they had when they tagged with the Lucha Brothers versus FTR and Bucks, dude, this is great stuff. They're, yeah, they're no, that's, that's what AEW, right? AEW got the great tag teams. And it seems like they really want to meet, at least – Either they're like keeping them there, doing the matches, or they're pushing them. Or like, I think maybe they're like the only ones there that can keep going with them. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but they're they're finally showcasing what they can do. So I like that. I really do. And that match was insane, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was laughing when they when they were back there cutting meat, right? Yeah, that and was funny. I was like, what the hell are they do? It was it was a joke, like it was jokey, but I was like. That's pretty cool. I mean, you got to admit, that's pretty cool. They're the butcher and the blade. Like, they even, the commentators even said that. <laughs> they're like, they're back there. He's butchering, you know, that all this kind of shit. Uh, and, like, they, they just awesome. waited to wash their hands and then they started fighting. 
Yeah, yeah. And then the match was insane, dude. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, but they so when they were in the trailer, there was a sign that said Mud Show Wrestling, and that that's a, a I guess it's a little stab at Jim Cornette because Cornette on his podcast talks major shit. But yeah, 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 I've heard he, he talks shit about everything. Well, he talks shit about everything, and he's he's a, a dumbass, really. If you listen to him, he's pretty much a dumbass, but. Uh, which is sad because he has history in the business, right? He could be really good. I mean, like he could be a real good asset, but he's just he he's stuck in his ways. So he calls all that kind of shit that it's not pro wrestling. He calls it mud show wrestling. So they had a sign there that said mud show wrestling. I like that. I like the blade going up on the escalator. I mean, yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> that was good stuff. The only thing that they messed up. And I wasn't really a mess up, but uh, Blade didn't go into that table. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally missed the table. He missed the table and uh, landed pretty hard, but they still played it off. They still did good. Butcher's a beast, man. He's Yeah, he's, he's a freaking that. muscle bound. Like, he's thick and just strong and keeps going. He's going, too. Yeah. So that match was great. I liked the ending. I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan like the of the Bucks. I am I'm a fan of the Bucks and they're one of the best. But I'm not really like, you know, total fanboy over them because of what they did. Uh you know what I mean? Like just going over them. I mean going Yeah. Blowing smoke up their ass. But they're good. They are good. Okay, so let's get to the last thing that I forgot is the the whole thing with Hangman and number five. Yeah, like well, they had a match finally, and like it was a, it was a cool match. It was a good like how they did it. You know, Hangman was talking shit most of the whole time. He beat the shit out of him. But like <laughs> five got five got a couple good licks in, and like the whole Dark Order came out. So it was pretty funny. Yeah, and I was waiting. I was waiting for Brody. I thought Brody was gonna beat the shit out of him, but well, uh, God, Brody, God, he didn't. Yeah, so Brody came out and was like, "Hey, man," he called him cowboy. Yeah, he's like, "Did hey, I call you cowboy?" He's like. I don't. I think he called him cowboy because everybody thinks he's a cowboy, or because cowboy shit really was a thing. But so yeah, he says, "Hey, you know, you can join us." And of course, he's going to turn him down. He calls it a cult, and Brody doesn't like that, obviously, right? So it was really good. He said, "You're going to regret it." Blah blah. He walks out. I like kind of what they're doing with Colt because Colt's just he's just there making faces and be like, "Oh, okay, well, let's go back. Let's yeah. walk back." He yeah. Takes yeah. And then they go at him, right? Obviously, I I like that cowboy, uh, the hangman cowboy. That hangman doesn't beat the shit out of the four people. I like that you know he does his own, and then they beat the shit out of him. They really need to do that, you know what I mean? When you have that many people against one, yeah, they can go at him and they can fight back, but eventually they're gonna lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so FTR comes out, makes the save. And then finally Omega shows up once the ring is cleared. Yeah, FTR, yeah, yeah. FTR gives Hangman a Bud Light, and then at the end, then you can see where the camera, where they're 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 <laughs> Hangman's kind of asking Kenny, "Hey, where were you? Like, what's going on?" Uh, and I should we should mention that the promo that uh, Brody, the Exalted One, said was, "You know, where's your partner? You know what I mean? You're alone when you're in danger." <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So he planted those seeds, and FTR is going with it. I really like this storyline. This is like the best storyline. I hope it goes the way I, if, that I believe it's going to go, and I think it should go, to have Kenny turn heel and just, like, murder people. I hope it goes that way. What do you think? Do you, first of all, what do you think about the storyline between Dark Order, Hangman, FTR, uh, Omega, and then do you think it, it's going the way that I think that I think it's going with it? Kenny's going to turn heel. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, they sh- they should do that. I mean, like he goes by. I don't know. If, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because it's like they're all friends and stuff. So like going by himself, like singles run heel or like group dark order links just kind of in there. Um, they are going for the belts next week, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dark versus, Dark versus the Kenny and A man. Yeah. So I mean, it's just a slow build. Um, I don't know when they're gonna do it. It's a tough call because I don't know if they're waiting for pay per view or people. I doubt people are gonna be there anytime soon. So it's like, when are they gonna do it? Well, they um, changed both. Yeah, they changed both four, but I feel like they're waiting for a pay per view. At least the next pay per view. I think you're right. Plus, it's too soon. I think. Uh, yeah. What do you think about FTR? dynamic of it besides dark oh yeah that's leading. cool that 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 adds to the coolness because like kane was like talking shit so then they talk shit and then kind of time just there so it's a it's a slow build but i think it's still i think it's ftr versus young book still like that's the first match at least then yeah then hangman and and uh, kenny maybe i don't know if they break him up sooner so it's tough to say what's going to happen because i feel like they're gonna, they're going to draw it out a little more yeah, but even if they do, I think the eventuality, like you said, I think we both agree, is that once Kenny turns heel, and and if they use him right, because let's not, I mean, this we're talking about AEW, right? But we also got to talk about Kenny Omega. The dude was the best thing in New Japan, you know, for for a point of time. Yeah, he was the biggest thing, really, one of the biggest. The biggest thing. He was either the biggest heel or he was the biggest babyface. Whatever he was doing was money. He was having great matches. Uh, he was doing everything he needed to do. And so he could still do that, obviously. AEW, obviously, they had some different um, things that they wanted to take care of before they put people on top. Cody wasn't over when he first came up. You know what I mean? Like, there there was a lot of different things. The Bucks weren't, ta- weren't tag champs. They still haven't been yet. There's a lot of things they're doing, but I think the time is right to have Kenny do this, and they're planting a lot of those seeds. What do you think about the seeds that they're planting for this storyline in BTE? Did you did you see when uh, Kenny kind of got pissed at Hangman, and then uh, the whole Marco thing where he beat the shit of Marco after the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes and talks to Marco, right? Because he's just giving he's giving the Bucks shit. In the, in the locker room during BT, then, you know, Dress, uh, Dress Express comes in and they, they're like, he tells them, well, you don't knock anymore. It's like, what the fuck? It's a wrestling match, guys. And then, and then he goes and talks to Marco. And then when he leaves talking to Marco, he starts laughing. He's like, fucking pussy. And he walks hey. off. So they're sowing the seeds for sure. And I really, really like that Kenny Omega over the Kenny Omega that we have. Uh, now or, or we have had, you know, the baby face, just the badass wrestler. I really rather prefer the Kenny Omega that don't give a shit about anybody. 
No, it's good. I mean, it, it'll be good. Like I'm, it's hard. Like it's, it'll be interesting what's going to happen then when it's going to happen and how is he going to react or how is he going to like kind of characterize himself as, or if he's going to join like a group or something, but I feel like he's going singles run would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Uh, So real quick, uh, just to sum it all up, dynamite was a great show. That was a great dynamite show. Um, One of the better ones they've had. The matches were great, which is their storylines, you know, mostly have always been great. Their promos have always been good. Uh, but the matches are, oh, we forgot to talk about MJF and Griff Garrison. Yeah, he just beat the crap out of Griff Garrison. Yeah, I, I, I like what he did, too. He cut the promo before, and then in the middle of it, he grabs the mic again, cuts another promo. I mean, MJF is something special, right? He's, he's you got to admit. Yeah, he's going to he has to go after Moxley like after this. That's the whole goal. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, there's going to be something there, but yeah, he he's he's a good guy. So, uh let's talk a little bit about BT's comedy real quick and then I want to talk about the 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 post show that I saw and some of the comments that were made on there, but so BT uh being the elite on YouTube, the, the Bucks kind of, I don't even know what you want to call it. it. It's a show, I guess, really, but it's, it's, it's just whatever. It's funny. Um, we, last time we talked, you hadn't watched the ending of it. So Dark Order's last, the last uh, kind of thing they did. What did you think of that? Uh, I busted out laughing, dude, watching it. No, I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Like each of their Dark Order's does getting pretty funny. Yeah, and like the way they did it too was like this guy don't got a match, and then the little the dude Silver is talking shit the entire time, and then Brody's like, "Brody's hilarious." I was like, "Why is it always Silver?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And when he's like, "You're ugly," and then whatever, then and then I, I don't want to wear a mask, and then he's like, I'm "Trying to trying to get this guy to wear a mask," like before before Brody gets in there, and the and the I don't Alex Reynolds uh, says you you kind of look like Jim. like you they, they like did the you know, Dick Grayson and, uh, and uh, John Silver look like each other. They're like, what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? Like, they're like talking shit. And and that's what starts it. And that's what uh, <laughs> Brody comes in and he's like, what the fuck? Calm the fuck down or some shit. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're still going at it. And he's like, <laughs> what is he? John Silver says some stupid shit about about Stu Grayson and it cracks people up. He's like, I don't know what he said. I forget what he says. I need to watch it again, but he says something cracks him up. And that's when Brody comes in. He's like, why is it always silver? And then he's asking silver, like what's he's like, stop. Then he goes to Alex Reynolds. Like what's up with silver or why is it always silver? Yeah. And he he said, he's a, he's a child. And and silver turns him and goes, I'm 29 years old. (laughs) And the way he said it too was hilarious. It's like they're all laughing. They're all trying to hold not to laugh. Yeah, and so you 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 can tell that that uh, Brody that at, he ad libbed that whole oh, "Are you crying?" because he was he was fucking laughing. Uh, Alex Reynolds was laughing like "You crying?" <laughs> and it just broke everybody up, man. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's dude. I look forward to those to that stuff. Uh, Dark Order is 
Dark Order evolved into one of the funniest, best factions that I that they have. You know what I mean? Even with the amount of people they have in it. And, you know, yeah, no, it's pretty funny. Like they're comedy and BT, but then like they're still serious, like during Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, like it makes you like them more. Like it makes me like them more. Like not, I mean, I didn't really, no one really cared about the Beaver Boys, but now they're like just they're freaking hilarious. Yeah, dude, it's like someone said, "Hey, uh, you know what I mean?" Like because they were jobbers, and they they did job out. And they, even when they joined the Dark Order, they they were stupid, right? They they looked dumb. Yeah. But because but the, the style and thing, and then the freaking Nile Rose thing was funny too. Because like so we're like like oh a beast too, a beast. And he's all like screaming and stuff. Yeah, dude, he's yelling at him. He's like, oh, I'm a beast. And then he's like, you hate Chris Statlander? And I fucking hate Chris Statlander. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they keep on talking. It's just great stuff, man. Uh, so let, let me talk real quick. Uh, you didn't watch the post show of Dynamite, right? Nah, I see it. So I want to go over a couple of things. Um, it's JR, Taz, and Excalibur. And basically, they just talk about the show. And, and they, they don't pay fame. When they do this, Taz, Taz is kind of still in promo mode, but you can get the kind of feeling that Taz is always going to be in promo mode. Um, but Jr. definitely he talks about behind the scenes shit. He talks about uh, what he thinks about people, you know, going on and people that have asked him for help, all this kind of stuff. He talks about everything, and so he talks about storylines and things like that. So it, it's pretty cool. But he talked about WWE last night. Some some way I think NXT came up, and he's like, he he started talking about people. Well, him and Taz started talking about people, either accusing them of, you know, like just shit talking WWE, which they don't on that show, or or kind of asking why you know why you mentioned WWE so. JR had a good point. I thought it was a good point. He he blatantly said, he's like, we talk about WWE because we talk about everything because they're there. You know I mean, we're not insulting your intelligence. We're talking about WWE because that is another wrestling company. And, and I've had experience with some of them. And, and, and he's going off like that. And he says, basically, is WWE going to mention us? Does WWE mention hmm. us at all? And, and then, of course, it's no, right? That's, that's a pretty cool, interesting thing that I thought. What do you think about that? AEW, like, they're not making promos for WWE or anything, but but they, they are conscious of what they say, and they mention them, and after shows, it's not like they pretend that they don't exist. Meanwhile, the other side, WWE is a competitor. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's weird. WWE's always been, I think it's just, it's just Vince being Vince, like, they want they want to be the only thing to watch and never they won't say anything about anyone else. Well, I mean, if it was do, people will get in trouble if they start talking about other companies and all that. Yeah, and that's what I think that was one of more Jr's point and Taz's point when they were talking. Is Jr was like they don't fucking talk like they they cuss on the show too. He's like they don't they don't fucking talk about AEW, and it's like well, why not? Well, I don't know. You have to ask them, but we're going to talk about WWE because. They're wrestlers. They're we can talk about their show and and they don't just talk shit about them. They put them over as well. Like they like things in NXT. Jr. will say, "Hey, I like the women's division in NXT, or I like the women's division in WWE." Blah blah, whatever it is. Uh, so they they do do that kind of stuff on the on that post show. 
Taz said something really cool. That's why I kind of think he's, he's in promo mode a lot. He said, <laughs> he said that uh, he only watches AEW. He doesn't watch the other show because he doesn't give a shit about the other show. Because uh, frankly, he said that we put out a better product and that's it. So I thought <laughs> that was pretty cool. And I mean, if you're judging by last night's show, then they probably do have the better product, right? Yeah, last night's show was good. I mean, and and apparently, like, it beat the ratings of NXT, but like a big margin. Last night? Yeah, not only the demo. Like, they've been winning the demo, like, just like Jericho was saying, the demo god. The, the demo god. Yeah, I, the, did. I thought that's They've cool. been winning the entire time, but NXT has won the past couple of weeks on overall views. But yeah, this yeah. time they they won the demo again, and they like they beat the crap out of NXT views like a good two hundred thousand. Like it's usually close and stuff, but I think this one they beat them pretty pretty well. They're getting close. Yeah. They're going. They're, they're getting up there. They're like getting up there to like hopefully hit a million million one day. But like they did good. Good. Now that's, next that's week I think we'll, next week I think will be better because next week looks like a much better show. Next week's live, and it, it does look like a much better show. It definitely has the the possibilities of being a much better show. Uh, so on, they, they mentioned also the people who are stuck overseas that couldn't come in and they mentioned that, you know, the women's, women's division and how people like, we already said it, you know, they're stuck overseas or they're hurt or the COVID is going on, whatever it is. But JR blatantly said, you know, we miss pack. We need yeah. pack. And that's. So that's kind of how we ended the first part of our podcast. So let's talk about it. Let's end the second podcast on that same thing. How bad do they need Pack? They, I mean, I guess they don't need him, need him. But like, I know, I know a lot of people. I am, I'm like, I'm like really, I want him to come back really soon because they had the whole storylines going: Death Triangle, Lucha Brothers, and Pack. Yeah, I, I feel like that might. I'm not even sure they're still going to do that or not, but. Pack's a main eventer. He's puts on great matches every each every time. Like he's he's been there consistently. He's a huge part of AW, and he needs to come back as soon as possible. But but the, there's no plan for it now. Just waiting till that whole. They're just waiting. Like they're saying it's possible, but they they're trying to make it easier for him. Like just because he he don't want to just go in one day and then gets all there's a lot of hassle be going going back and forth. But yeah, it's sure. kind of hard. So I'm with you. Uh, it's not like they need him. They're not struggling without him. But those last those last couple of promos that he did, he's like a totally different animal. You know what I mean? And yeah. even with Death Triangle, they're like a totally different animal because fucking Pentagon and Phoenix, man, they're going to go at people. They're going to do crazy shit. Uh, they're going to smile. FTR, dude, FTR and Lucha Brothers, they were going at it. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. You could, and they were doing it. First of all, FTR, I think they have a chip on their shoulder, and, and the way they wrestle is the way they wrestle. I'm not really a fan of, of them trying to bully people. But what I am a fan of is when they have stiff matches with people who actually have stiff matches with them back. Like Butcher and the Blade, dude, that was insane shit, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Lucha Brothers, they wrestle in Mexico, man. They wrestle everywhere. They're, they're not going to take shit. And I, so I was, I didn't really like the way that match ended when he pulled Phoenix's mask off. You can, oh, Phoenix yeah, that unsnapped. was messed up. That was messed up. Phoenix, Phoenix unsnapped it, so you can tell us what they were going to do, and that gets them some heat. So they didn't follow up with it yet, so hopefully there's a beatdown coming for them. Uh, 
I'm they, I'm the, the only cool thing is like they they won like they had a cheek to win. <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. Man, and, they, and, they kind of keep Lucha Brothers up there for sure. Yep. And so, oh, let's get back to Pack because we were talking about Pack. So he was cutting great promos over there. He's a singles competitor. We've already seen him against Mox. Do you think? What do you think he does when he comes back? So, if he does not come back with with uh, with the Lucha Bros, I don't see how. I don't see why he wouldn't. But if he if he does not, where do you where who do you think he have good matches with against coming straight in Oof, with the way things come? Tough. I mean, it last thing tough, they right? were doing was against the best friends still. But um, but uh, that's because they had that's because it was three I mean, on three. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking maybe, I don't know, go for the TNT belt. That'd be good. He should actually win it, in my opinion. Yeah. But Yeah. But storyline, I don't know. I, One-on-ones, I don't know. He's fought a lot of people. He's got to keep it up with yeah, the big guys. He's already fought Mox, right? He's already fought Omega. Fought Omega, the big old Iron, half Iron Man match, which is like probably the best match out of all. Most amazing. One of the most amazing matches for sure. That tag match between Hangman and and, and uh, Kenny and, and then the Bucks was probably the best. But dude, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so we're getting off subject. But yeah, so I, I think so too. I think a TNT title run would be awesome for Pac. Um, I I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with him when he, when he first comes back. You know, maybe they stick him back with the Lucha Bros. Uh, and yeah, still do like, the best I friend. Like, I feel like they're still going to keep it there. I don't think they're going to try to stray away from too much of that. Yeah. I'm waiting for freaking TH2, man. They're stuck in Mexico. Apparently, they're stuck in Mexico. I don't know if that's true or if they're just what they're doing, honestly. But TH2 are making some funny promos. You know, they're still doing the stuff they do good. Is is Jack Evans and Helico? They do good comedy good. They're good wrestlers. They're solid wrestlers. So... I'm waiting for them to come back, and then, but then they would have to kind of get into the, into the tag team picture as well, right? So yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I think AEW. If I was if I if I had to make some some you know some smart decisions on on kind of putting a, a shot in the arm, I would have Hangman and Kenny lose the belts uh, sooner rather than later. That way you can have a lot more teams going for the belts with against people that could actually lose them, like Dark Order could actually lose them technically, right? Or whoever goes against them. Because you got TH2 waiting in the wings. You got Brian Cage and Starks, if they're going to be a tag team or not. You got a bunch of people waiting in the wings, and you know that they're not going to go over against Hangman and Kenny. Yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to say who's going to beat them. I mean, unless Kenny betrays Hangman, and that's the whole storyline during yeah. the match, and then and have, lose. Then have Kenny and Hangman go at it. Uh, we still don't know what's going to happen with Cody and all that, but still, uh, dude, I was reading. It's it's <laughs> we're fans of, of wrestling, and we talk wrestling, and and, and uh, you know our opinions really don't mean shit, but. We talk with what we like and we don't like that kind of stuff. But, dude, <laughs> I made a mistake of reading some comments on uh, on some of the posts and shit about AEW. And there's wrestling fans who are, like, 
talking about Sean Spears as a jobber. He's like, oh, he's been jobbing. He's yeah, he yeah, yeah. It's dude. I'm telling you, fans, rest, like it's hard. Like wrestling fans, or I have to say, like there's a lot of dumb ones, dude. It the the opinions makes no sense. And yeah, they, they say Sean Spears, all oh, that AW ruined him. He's a jobber now. He's not gonna. He can't take him seriously. But like, he's he's. Sean Spears says himself, like he likes to do what he's doing. Like he's happy. Like yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, like, but see, that's that's the obvious criticism. But I've seen people talk the opposite, saying, "Oh, he was a jobber in NXT, and he comes in, and you give him a push right away." What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, what do you want? Like, it, it really makes no sense, man. But uh, so, a little disclaimer: if you're if you're hearing this and you're one of those people, uh, well, that's how it goes. Uh, but we, I like, for me personally, I like good matches and I like good good uh, personas. Dude, you uh, should like hear the comments on Sammy Guevara. His whole his whole uh, suspension uh, stuff, dude. People are just. It's so far off and it makes no sense. Like, people yeah. hate him. People think they shouldn't be wrestling anymore. I'm like, dude, just calm down. So They're that's saying, one like, of the horrible wrestler. I'm like, dude, he's a phenomenal wrestler. So let's go. We can go into that. I wanted to end it with Pac. But we can go into that real quick uh, and we'll, without getting too political or too divisive into it. But so years ago, and we're talking when, when Sammy was like 23 or something like that. I think he's like 26 now or something. Either yeah. way. Years ago, he made a comment on a on a on a podcast about uh, he would rape Sasha Banks, right? And disclaimer: yeah. this, this is rape, horrible rapes. We're not. That's horrible. It's a horrible thing to say. Uh, and he, he's well, so I'm not going to make any excuses for him. He knew it was horrible. But the thing is, years ago, after he said that, it was a big deal, and Sasha Banks and him had you know talked about it. I think she confronted him about it. And and it, it you know went away. So I think it resurfaced, and then that's what causes suspensions. So I'm okay with the suspension. Like I'm not one of these people who are like, oh, why you're going to suspend him? Or I'm not the other side when it's like, well, he should never wrestle again. I'm not either way because he said something stupid on a podcast. He talked to the, the person that he said this stuff about, right? And yeah, like it should have just ended there. Like it, it just, well, he, it just became like these fan, whoever people the just have no lives that just want to ruin people's lives, and that's what they do. Like and, Sasha and, Banks is good with it. Like, it may, but then it's just like blows it up, and then Sasha Banks just put something else out, and it just made well, no sense. Even Sasha Banks was like, well, "I've said what I said already about it." Like when they asked her about it, she says that that's what she says. She's yeah. like, "It's a non thing anymore." That it's it said what I said, and so. Like I said, I'm okay with the suspension. Um, I mean, it just, it just brought him back better. I mean, it brought back Sam back better. So, I mean, I don't know. He wasn't gone too it, long. But it also, it, it, it does send the message of like, okay, dude, that's not cool. And and yeah. it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. And so I'm okay with, like I said, I'm okay with the suspension. But the whole thing of never resting again and going like, you got to take it by what really happened, right? And, and the facts are all out there. It's not like there's some secret thing or or a lot of women are coming forward saying he did anything to them. Cause dude, that's happening now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just a, a podcast thing once for him, but it was other wrestlers too. Like for some reason it was all wrestlers for some one day. I don't know how that works. Like it just has to be like a certain people for some reason. Well, it's, they it started with one, you know, one person speaks out about, Hey, they did this to me. And then 
if there's a again, I don't want to get too political here, but if if there's a one person that speaks out, gives courage to other people to speak out. So Joey Ryan is one of the ones that that I don't know you, you know who Joey Ryan is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joey Ryan is one of the ones that that has been accused of of doing stuff, and this is multiple women. Like once yeah, one yeah. of them came. So that, that's I the only I, I believe that because that it's his old gimmick too. So it's just like. <laughs> Well, even even without the gimmick, dude. So let me give you a little backstory. I I listened to another podcast um, uh, called Kind of Fun on the last podcast network. Just a plug for them. I'm never going to get money from them anyway. So they're they have a pretty good show, and they talked about this. So the one of the hosts is is a woman, and she was she was get this, dude. Her and her husband were making a documentary, and they well they made a documentary about Joey Ryan. Okay. Hmm. They're friends with Joey Ryan. So the documentary is all, you know, is all about how his his whole gimmick, what he's doing in the wrestling. Because apparently, I don't know if you know this, but he was a big, a big pro um, advocate for women wrestling. Yeah. I mean, that was his but but that so this all this comes out, and the 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 ladies like he had us fooled. They were making a documentary about Joey Ryan and his, you know, his life, his business, because he owns, he had a promotion or whatever. Uh, I think bar wrestling is his. I don't know what or gorilla pro wrestling. One of them is his, or one of them he's involved with. Not anymore. But he was one of the ones. So it, it just it, yeah. Those kind of people are despicable. If that shit happens, that shit happens. It's not right. It's definitely not right. And you should speak out. And, and shit should happen like that. But when it all happens at the same time, Sammy Guevara kind of got grouped in with a lot of that other stuff going on there. And that was, there were, there were two different, there was two different things going on there. There was two totally different things. Um, yeah. And this is just some um, disclaimer. It's just our opinions, but the facts are the facts, right? Uh, Sammy's back on air. Um, AEW's no slouch. They're not going to, they're not going to willingly, willingly get, be controversial. And then, uh, obviously, Joey Ryan is one of the ones, and there's some other people mentioned, but they their careers are gone. I mean, and rightly yeah. so because they it's not like they're saying, "Oh, that never happened." No, they're they're not saying anything. So you got to take it really what was on, what happened, what went on, and I think it's he learned a lesson. He's all right. He's a good wrestler. He's a good kid. He's learning a lot right now. Uh, he's back, and meanwhile, the other ones who actually did do the the horrible, heinous shit that they're you know they're being accused of, their careers are over. Yeah, it's it, it becomes right in the end. Um, so that's we got a little too down the rabbit hole on the politics of it all. Um, but either way, so hopefully, hopefully uh, that's done. Yeah. All right, man. Well, wait, I gotta, I gotta go. So let's go and get this thing. Yep. Let's, let's end it now. Time. We're at a good spot. So uh, I'm Nick Demontemoska with Louis Grimm. Um, I'll record a, an outro and we'll go from there. Thanks for joining us. Uh, peace. Later. Hey, good evening. So this is uh, Nick again with the Recluse Ruminations. Um,
recording the outro. I hope you enjoyed uh, me and my little brother's talk on wrestling and pro wrestling. Uh, we hadn't finished uh, from the first episode, so we, I think we ended in a good spot here, and we came and we ended up having a long conversation about wrestling. Uh, so hope you enjoy it. Plan to do these shows uh, where we talk pro wrestling, among other things. Uh, like I said, with with the brothers of deconstruction, which is uh, what I penned as probably a stupid name, but hey, uh, it's a stupid podcast. So we are going to continue to do these things. We're going to talk about obviously different subjects pro wrestling is going to be one of them um, so I wanted just to, to kind of put the little outro with the normal outro that we have please 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 if you feel compelled become a part of the show if you download the anchor app you can send us voice messages with using the anchor app to the show we'll use them on the show I guarantee it uh, no matter what it is you could you could probably talk shit to us um, and call us dumb or whatever I really don't care guess what I'll probably use it on the show so let's just do that <laughs> call my bluff and I bet you uh, I bet you I'm not bluffing so we'll put you on the show uh, if you want to be part of a podcast um, with the the brothers of deconstruction I guess we're I'm gonna call ourselves the good brothers of deconstruction that's a whole lot better uh, if you want to join us you need anchor too and you can join us on the call and we can talk um, about whatever you want to talk about pro wrestling or some of the other stuff that we'll go over uh, if you have a completely new different idea uh, and you want to talk about something drop us a line we'll see what we can do uh, I put the, the email inside the show notes one thing that's new is I do have a we do have a Facebook page now so the Recluse Ruminations uh, Facebook page search that give it a like um, all the shows will be debuting there there's links there for um the podcast to go from uh, there's a Spotify link and then there's uh, a uh, anchor link uh, and then all the new shows will be up there. I'm not really planning on doing too much with the with the Facebook page other than putting the shows up. Um, uh, maybe I'll put some memes up. I don't know yet uh, what we want to do there, but there's a link with the for the email address on that Facebook page as well. Um, so the Recluse Ruminations, the Recluse Ruminations. Come join us. Um, literally. For real. Come on. Download Anchor. Come join us. See what we can do. Um, so please, please, please do that. Um, and I think that is all I have to say. I hope you enjoyed our talk. A uh, little disclaimer. Um, again, we try not to be too political, too de- too divisive. We do, we do uh, uh, cuss on the show. And we do talk about a little bit of touchy subjects in this particular show, um, uh, just wanted to, to say that uh, for for viewers who may be offended, hopefully you're not. Uh, we are gonna stay away from that kind of thing. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you all. I will say dark greetings. <laughs>